This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. And once again, I'm so privileged to have another amazing guest on my podcast today. Dr. Abby Acupuncture, as she's widely known, runs the Zhong Center Wellness Hub in St. Kilda down in Victoria. Now, the reason she's coming on my podcast is to talk about the many facets, many elements of Chinese medicine. Now, I am very much fascinated by Chinese medicine, but I know very little about it. So I am very, very excited to get her on and get her take on this fascinating subject and how it integrates with Western medicine, but also how it can help so many people if we just decide to look outside the realms of normal Western medicine and maybe there's other avenues we can take to make ourselves better. So without further ado, I'm very excited by this. Let's get on with the podcast. All right, Dr. Abby Acupuncture, welcome to the podcast. How are you going? Great, thanks. Thank you for having me. No problem. I really do appreciate you giving up your time. When you, as I just said to you, Paul Fair, when you uh, expressed interest in, in having a chat and, and told me about your background, I was really intrigued. Um, Chinese medicine something I, I really, I don't know a hell of a lot about, I'll be completely honest, but it fascinates me. And uh, as I said to you, you know, Western medicine may be one element that we can look at, but uh, I think the, uh, the Chinese medicine realm has a lot to be, uh, be um, focused on, given its, uh, its broad history. Would you say? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And it's got a really, really unique viewpoint. Yeah, absolutely. To... Yeah. Definitely. Which is its strength. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself, what you do currently, um, your uh, wellness centre that you work out of and created and everything like that and who you work with, and then we'll get into your background a little bit from there. Cool. So I'm known as Dr. Abby Acupuncture. I'm known for being very ranty and sweary and I think a lot of people quite understand what I do outside of the realm of stabbing people. Um, I'm a professional stabber, which is really great when you're feeling irritated and you don't like humans. It's a very therapeutic job. Vent your frustration. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Lie down and let me stab you. Uh, So my, uh, my area of interest or the thing that I'm really good at is zhuzhing. Um, I call it polishing the diamond. So my my unique uh, talent is natural facelifts, um, reducing the need for Botox and or extending your Botox. Uh, I'm, I'm a cosmetic rejuvenation with Chinese medicine, but that might be my surface area. But what I really do is uh, make you believe that you are the shit. I call it polishing a diamond. So lots of people transform their lives during a treatment plan with me. They might decide that they want to quit their job or they want to change their relationship or they shed weight or they change their viewpoint of depression. Um, A really interesting thing happens when you start to work on someone's face because in Mm. Chinese medicine, that's their shen or their presentation or their personality. So when you feel that you look good, you feel good. And so it's this intra inexplicable 
correlation between the two. So while I'm shying and reducing wrinkles and making them feel on fleek, internally they're becoming badasses. And I'm obviously working on hormones and digestion and health factors underneath, but we're focusing on vanity, um, which I've got no apologies for. I used to, and I was like, you know what? Vanity is really important. You get a haircut or a blow wave and you're a friendlier person because you want to flick your hair more, you want to smile more, and that has a resonance, it has a vibration that goes out further. Um, so that's my personal absolute favorite thing to do is just making people believe that they are Beyonce incarnate. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. And you know what? It's very true. Like some people will call it egotistical, but it, it is true. Like, you know, you, you lose weight, you change your appearance, you get a haircut, you get new clothes. It provides so much more confidence. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, like if you, if you start to see results in your physicality, which mm. is an expression of your internal world. That's right. Completely. You do treat yourself better. You do have different boundaries in relationships. You don't take the same shit from people. You slowly work on self-reflection and interest and and what you want for yourself. And the more that you live unapologetically for yourself, the better you are for everyone. Like I really like a – I'm about to cough. Sorry, it's really cold in Melbourne. That's okay. There's a really cool – it's it's like now that I've said it, it's just on the edge. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) I'll let it out later. <laughs> uh, I hope so. If not, leave it in. It's just candor. <laughs> There's a really cool quote that I love by the Dalai Lama, mm. and he has said that Western women will heal the world. Yeah. And what he meant by that was, especially Western women, because we have more resources, obviously, than yes. necessarily third world. But when a female's cup is full, mm. like think of your mom, think of your partner, Think of, you know, um, a figurehead mm. when their cup is full, which is rare because everyone's a super mum and do everything for everyone else and they resent yeah. it and they get the martyrdom fucking sour lip cat bum pout. But when their cup is full, then they look to see how they can help others. So then they look to help their partner or their significant other and they look to see how can I help my children and their family and then their friends. And when they see that all of that is full, it spills over to the community. So quite often that's why it's the PTA mum doing all the work. Yep. when she's filled up her own cup. And I'm, I really like to live by that ethos of if you don't start living this life of being completely and unabashedly selfish, um, you can't achieve anything. Like That's, there's nothing uh, worth doing something for someone else when you fucking don't want to. Oh, I <laughs> so agree with that. It's it's so true. And like even in my industry, in, in specific in health and fitness, so it's exactly the same. Oh. Everyone else you know mums in particular and and i you know excuse it if it sounds sexist but they put everybody else in front of themselves and then they yeah. might find 20 minutes for themselves once a week like it, it's so apparent that that's the case and it's it's a, from a chinese psychology perspective because we look at psychology very different mm-hmm. um to to westernize it it's very hard to westernize some things but it's like that people pleasing mentality yep. and we call it as a, a peachy issue so it's a spleen metabolism digestion worry deficiency mm. so your metabolism and weight loss and your metabolism and ability to transform and transport food chi and blood comes down to the spleen system which is also depleted by over-worrying, over-giving, um, sedentary lifestyle, but basically coming up with shit to be worried about. And yeah, obviously right. when you become a parent, all of your brain is concerned about you've never had anxiety you've ever had before because mm-hmm. the sucked it all out. But you can see that, that that's why these type of um, personalities 
that are just doing everything. They've got that tie around the middle that never goes anywhere. They've got the fluid retention on their arms, the fluid retention on their butt, which you can correlate to, you know, um, estrogen imbalance and all those types of things. But from Chinese medicine, we're like, your spleen is depleted because you spent all your time worrying about everyone else and not yourself. And that's, we see the health industry as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just be fucking selfish. (laughs) Yes. There's a t-shirt in that. (laughs) um all right well why don't you take us back to your life before this world that you're in now um because you you identified in your when you reached out to me about it um you know you used to live a life of elimination and avoidance um i'd love you yeah yeah i'd love for you to elaborate on that a little bit more and just sort of tell the listeners who you used to be in that in that space yeah so at the moment i have a um Chinese-based wellness centre in St Kilda called Zhong Centre. So we've got multiple Chinese medicine doctors and we're integrated with um, registered nurses to do intravenous vitamins. Because my background prior was being a naturopath. And when I was a naturopath, I was a fanatic. um, And I tend to see that this it's slowly changing, but when you learn a Western paradigm, you say that you're holistic, but you're still very micronism orientated so in western medicine you're always looking for the diagnosis which is the cell that went wrong which is the organ system that went wrong and how can i repair that one cog Mm. um so with that you become very micromanagement orientated and concerned with calories nutritional defects everyone is selenium deficient and i'm like we you know you have to take a lot of um a lot and lot a lot of supplements and nutrition in order to try and turn that around and 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 that phase of my life I was very much western versus alternative like okay. all the western doctors are out to put you on this medication and you know they're deliberately they know the side effects and they're putting you on it anyway and it, it, and you kind of trained that way you kind of trained that um you know these silly doctors are, are deliberately a little bit malicious that's a bit extreme but you're yeah, I get your point, yeah. there's an undertone mm. there's an undertone and so at that point in my life I was very much regimented with making sure I ate at least eight times a day. Okay. And and it was stressful because I really wanted to hypertabolize my metabolism. Didn't fucking need to. Well, I was under 25. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, didn't even know what a hormone wobble was. What the fuck did I know? Um, I, I was running 10K twice a day just in order to maintain my metabolism and do all wow. the stress relief and it's really good for you. I was making sure that not an iota of anything that wasn't 1,000% natural or hadn't come from, you know, a free-range spring in the ground was ever going to enter my body. Like if I could have used butter or sunscreen, I would have. Um, I was eliminating any kind of chemical, Wi-Fi, data, phone, uh, electrical EMF, everything. I was not eating... I was not eating uh, nightshades. I was not eating gluten. I was not eating dairy. Um, and if it, and I wouldn't allow myself, uh, I am, I'm, I tell everyone I'm one meal away from diabetes. I am that person. Wow. Dessert. It's my, it's my happy place. Sure. Um, I'll have dessert for breakfast. I don't even care anymore. But, but <laughs> and then when I was doing all this elimination, it was like, cannot have any sugar. If I'm going to have sugar, it's going to be home cooked with rapidura or coconut sugar, or, you know, I'm going to use xanthan gum and all these things. I was ridiculously wholesome but it's so much to hold in your head yeah. to be doing all this yep. and in all honesty i still had uh, a pooch 
That was the only thing that ever concerned me. So I probably looked like one of those spindly things that you used to have on the end of your pencils in the 90s. You know, the aliens oh. with the body and just yeah, the arm. Yeah, like that's, That was my natural body shape. And okay. so no matter how slim or fit I was, and, like, I was pretty fit, I'd say psycho, but I was pretty fit, um, I still had this impression that I had a tummy. So uh, I was working in a medical center with a Chinese medicine doctor at the time, and I watched her reduce a client's abdomen by about an inch in the wow. session. Wow. And this particular client that we were sharing uh, had three children by the stage. She's batshit crazy, like mad as cut snake, um, and had a plethora of issues. So she had like IBS, she had and, and naturopathy at that time. I think it was in phases. Like at that time it was support the living, live detox, live detox, live detox. Now right. it's all gut biome, gut biome, gut biome, and then yes. it kind of goes a little bit to cortisol level. So we go through our phases. Yep. At that time, it was like, oh, she detoxified her liver. Her sleeping patterns were awful. Her anxiety was through the roof. But every time she came, all she ever banged on about was her flabby tummy. And I was like, that is the least of your fucking problems. <laughs> However, <laughs> watch this practitioner reduce her abdomen in like an inch in the, in the session. Wow. And then it just transformed how she then looked after herself. Because obviously she was still overweight. Obviously yep. if you reduce, you know, even if you go from a size 16 to a size 14, you're not going to change the the fascia that much unless you're tonifying. Yep. But then it, she started going to bed earlier. Okay. She didn't binge the same way she was prior. Still binging a little bit, but not the same way. Mm-hmm. And I just watched her completely transform the way she looked after herself. Okay. Fast forward a few years, I did my internship in China. Mm for Chinese medicine, which was the best and worst experience I've ever had. So, like, I was grunt. Yeah, worked me to death. Best and worst experience because it's made me as uh, renegade and unorthodox as I am now because I'm all just about results. I don't even care about feelings anymore. I was like, I've seen what this can do. I'm going to treat you the way they do. And if you're uncomfortable, (laughs) it sucks to be you. But when I was there – like I said, I'm always one meal away from diabetes because I am a fiend. Mm. And I had, we had a saying in uni of um, eating Chinese is the equivalent of studying Chinese medicine because it's, you know, culture, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> so you know, all the dumpling houses and all the best Chinese restaurants in Melbourne, I'm like, cool, because I was going to do anything to avoid my assignments. Right. So when I got to China, I had only recently discovered uh, Portuguese egg tarts. Oh, yeah. And outside. <laughs> Outside my accommodation on the way to the hospital was a bakery where I found egg custard tarts. I think I'll get 10 for three bucks. <laughs> and I just lost my friend and I would have gained at least eight to 10 kilos within a three week period. There was just no, <laughs> like I, I, what's the, I couldn't have, I could have eaten that regret. It was just, yep. and I'm very, um, I, I experience holidays through taste, so I don't okay. want to think I miss that. And so, that's, but who am I? Cultural kidding? experience. Yeah, I was like, these are so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so when I came back, my mentor and her beautiful culture and, and complete loving way was, oh, you got fat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, the term is right you gained weight. Straight, yeah. They're, they're, if, they, if your Chinese mentor or Chinese background therapist isn't being mean to you, they don't care. Okay. So if you're seeing a Chinese practitioner who's Chinese background or you're being taught by someone with a Chinese background, if they have no interest in you and they don't care about your outcome, they won't even they won't bully you. They won't be like, why aren't you trying harder? They'll be like, Yeah, that's fine. Uh-huh. Like real mm. if they if they have interest in you and they're vested in you and they care, 
tiger mom man like yeah well you just you all the time <laughs> so she said you got fat and I was like mm-hmm. like there's no big cuts to type at home um and so she started treating me for weight loss which you would do anyway and then mm. I just said to her in passing I was like well the only thing I'm concerned about is my tummy I've never been able to get rid of my tummy and over the course of about three months um flat abdomen Wow. And to this day, my life has changed. That was like eight years ago. Okay. And in that in that process, what changed for me, which really helped me now with my passion for others was, and you would see this when you're training people yourself, the mm. thing that changed in my mentality was I wasn't constantly thinking of sucking my gut in. I wasn't okay. constantly thinking everyone's looking at how fat I look. Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant. Nobody gives a fucking shit. Yep. Um, but in my head, giant like and for context if you're never going to see the video i'm a size eight to ten naturally like people are going to look at me and go you crazy bitch but it's in my head so it's my own it's my we only care about ourselves Hmm. um but the less that i i saved like 20 percent of brain function freaking out about my own abdomen like it wasn't like what those look like what these look like Mm -hmm. and i wasn't having to do that the positivity the affirmations the mdr whatever and then it also made me friendlier because at that point I was a bit, I don't know if you understand the reference of Christina Yang from Grey's Anatomy. I, I do know who, who she is, yeah. I based my entire career on her. I'm not even Right, joking. okay. <laughs> so I went to China. I was like, get out of my way. The bodies are mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so after that, it transformed how friendly I was. It transformed how more engaging I was with my peers and those around me because I wasn't spending all my energy mm. to fit into something that I wasn't or trying to just being concerned with things that made me uncomfortable. So then freed up all this brain space to be like creative, engaging. How can I help someone else? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so that's how I know for a fact that you get rid of one insecurity, yep. even if it is vanity based, that brain space that you open up. Fabulous. Like, that's incredible. Fabulous. And that was in a three month yeah, period. So really, yeah. And that's why I can resonate with um, personal trainers and, and the fitness world, mm. you'll never find good cardio ever again. Yep. My cardio is getting a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> Walking to the shop now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and, and that's how I got to where I am. And that's where my lifestyle is now not elimination. Mm. I still am very much dairy free because yep. in Chinese it's a damp, sticky constitution. Okay. So our entire ethos for digestion and metabolism and your best clear thinking is we say the stomach is a soup. Right. So um, anything not of soup, like consistency or broken down means that the rest of your systems and energy is then just being concentrated to breaking that food down rather than going to your extremities to keep your hands warm, rather than going to your chest to making sure you breathe brighter. Um, we say that the steam from the soup rises up and the mist um, sits on your mind. Right. So oh. if we say that is, is your clear thinking. So if you're having a shit diet mm. and we, so for example, if you think about putting avocado and cheese on top of a soup, yep. it's all goggy and gross. And if that made a steam, what would that look like? And we said okay. that that can improve your mind. If you bring it back to current papers, that's completely correlating to the serotonin in your gut and the serotonin mm. in your brain. So we don't recognize uh, calories nutritional content we mm-hmm. only recognize is it seasonal where you live yep and is it is it local and fresh that's all we care about is it wow. fresh is it local and is it cooked so we would rather put you on rice indefinitely mm. than a carrot or celery juice diet. 
because it's cold and and it's put that in soup it does nothing if you think about toddler mm. or a child that you're introducing food to you could feed them rice and they will continue to shit run around with energy still grow still engage and um like honestly you're always one pull away from your ideal weight anyway um that's how we would rather do it so now my lifestyle is honestly i had like rice and brussels sprouts for breakfast i was like i don't feel like this <laughs> like if you're if you're someone trying and in and, and my clinic if you're someone trying to go through um a weight loss or a healthier gut transformation mm. i'm going to ask you not to have ice cream but i'd be like you can have self-sourcing chocolate pudding like there's i'd really rather find a way for you not to eliminate yep. but to engage so if i'm asking someone to go off dairy i'm like if you're coming off dairy that also includes dairy substitutes yes that includes your coconut yogurt yep. there's no fucking coconut in victoria it's fucking too cold <laughs> and I swear to God, I was obsessed with coconuts. I'm like, when did you see one? When? Why are you all putting bananas in a fucking smoothie and drinking ice in three degree weather? Um, and they want water attention. Just mm, bash my head against the wall. Oh. You know, use a use a boiled sweet potato instead of a banana. It's still low GI. It's still yep. going to fill you up. Um, so I kind of work on that way. But I'm like, if you're cutting out dairy, don't eat dairy-orientated foods. Mm. Don't sit there and try to have a pizza and then be upset that it's not what you think. The whole idea is to look for something alternative so you don't have that sensation of missing out. Same with my binge eating clients. I'm like, you know what? Put on a lipstick. Put on a really nice dress. Please take a selfie. Take everything out of that fucking cupboard and eat it on a plate. You'll soon get sick of it. It won't yeah. last more than 10 days maximum. Like, good fucking luck. It's the fact that you're hiding it is a compulsive behavior. Absolutely. If you bring it in, and even if you're hiding it, guaranteed your children know because they're just little fucking antennas, aren't they? That's right. So if you bring out the open, then you're going to be showing your children, hey, I'm not ashamed. I actually really feel like a snack. I actually feel like doing more, but I'm actually indulging and treating myself. I'm not eating with shame. Like I have come to learn that anything you eat with gusto and enjoyment tends not to stay in the body. I, I need to find more studies about this, but I've been working on it and working on it. And I'm like, if you're enjoying what you're eating, there must be a serotonin trigger there. In a Chinese perspective, there is definitely happy, happy emotion, happy digestion. Yep. Like they, as, as a cultural, when you're eating, you don't talk. You sit, you eat, you, and you have to sit. Yes. Eating is for sitting. You can't stand and be busy. So with my binge eating clients, I'm like, fucking go for it. I want to see what dress you're going to wear. Like make it indulgent, make it pretty, treat yourself. The reason you're binging is there's a part of you not necessarily getting the love and attention that it deserves and you're trying to compensate and you're trying to create movement. So why don't you – so we say that's a, a ganchi or a liver element. Liver okay. likes movement. Mm-hmm. So uh, another thing would be to to resonate with your audience. I'm not sure if some of them are quite female or would like to know more. Yep. Um, if your menstruation is a little bit late or if you're close to being due, obviously – Post ovulation, your calorie intake increases anyway. The body burns more automatically. That's right. Fifteen hundred more, two thousands more a day. Yep. As you can see, I've really left that bucket. Somewhere. That's okay. <laughs> and so, from a Chinese perspective, that's good. You should be consuming more. You're about to lose blood. You need mm. to increase blood volume. That's right. But if it gets to like the day before or the day of, or you're late and you consume and you consume and you can't actually stop consuming. We say that that's the liver element, which is the commander of blood trying to create movement to push it out. So because obviously a lot of people, defecation and dilation of the anus brings on menstruation. Yep. 
So part of that is the body naturally trying to create movement. It's the same with binge eating. The body is trying to create some form of movement, releasing that liturgy, releasing that stress, frustration, resentment, and repression. So I'm thinking the other aspect of the liver element is visual. Mm. Um, the other aspect of the liver element is uh, the, the direction of your life. So a lot of people who are binge eating are really, really unhappy. Yes. So that's why we flip the psychology mm. and we flip the lifestyle so that it's inclusive rather than exclusive. Because you would see this a lot. The more you try to push something away, the louder it comes back. Absolutely. So I secretly love when people binge eat. I'm like, you get to have a party <laughs> and great lipstick and a dress. And I get to see all these photos on the internet of the shit that you're eating. And I'm loving it. And now I'm going to order the same. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's that just, is fascinating. It's <laughs> That is really fascinating. I, I never, like like I said here at the start, I'm, I don't know much about Chinese medicine, but I, I really, I can resonate with the, well, firstly, the, the elimination thing you just mentioned and, and people, mm. you know, because they, they are in a restricted mindset. So straight away, that's how they operate. But also the seasonal stuff is really interesting too. That's um, Yeah. yeah I that's... will die on the hill of eliminating bananas and coconuts from most Australians' diet. I will. Yeah. Lose my shit. That's really, <laughs> really interesting. Because you're right. Like it's not grown down. Like what you're in Victoria, it's not grown down south. You know, so not at all. You have and to. And how how many banana plantations are harvested over winter? Oh, none. You'd have to be. You'd have to go far north Queensland to even find one. Yeah. Yeah, or to the tropical islands. Yeah. So yeah, that, like. So I'm like, obviously, vegetables have lower sugar, vegetables mm-hmm. have higher fiber, they're better for you, all those types of things. Yep. Um, there are really easy alternatives. And and um, I'm just like, let's just slow down on the bananas, guys, because it's actually making you gain weight and constipated. Yeah, okay. So everyone thinks bananas make you the other way around. I'm like, mm, not when you combine it with ice. If you look at blood flow or if you mm. look at putting ice or water in the freezer, what does it do? It constricts. Yep. So if you constrict your gut or if you constrict any of that blood flow down your GI tract, down your intestines, you're not going to have moving blood, which is what works on the osmosis, the absorption and the regulation and the movement of your bowels through parasitic motion. So everyone goes, oh, but I couldn't possibly give up, give up my cold ice drinks. I'm like, give it up for a fortnight. Just try one fortnight without cold drinks. If you're a thirst-orientated person, which is a diagnosis in Chinese medicine, if you're thirst-orientated, guaranteed warm to hot water will satiate your thirst quicker than cold because it's closer to your Experiment with it. I know it seems strange after a really hot workout, you want to go have really cold electrolytes. Yes. But try and have them at room temperature or warmer. Like in New Zealand when we would do um, Duke of Edinburgh and you'd hike in the snow, you'd come back, and if you have New Zealand listeners, especially on the coast, um, Mamozis, we used to have hot raro. So raro is a cordial that's sachet. It's sachet cordials. It's talent sugar. But you have that hot when you come off a cold, snowy hike. Yep. And it really does fill you up. So, yep. yeah, if you're one of those people, I couldn't possibly give up my cold. Go a fortnight, just a fortnight. And the next time you have something cold, you will feel it go all the way down. But wow. also constrict your digestion. So you don't know that you're full because you think yeah. it's cold. Yeah, of course. The, the, the efferent pathways aren't quite so awake. So that's why they give you really cold water before you have a meal out. They want you to eat more. Mm. So you don't have that safety receptor go off in your head 
So again, you're wondering why you're eating beyond and you feel sick after a meal and then you have this bloating because you've turned everything off before you put anything in and your soup is cold. Ah, I like that soup reference. That's really cool. Yeah, um, it's my favorite. Yeah, it makes sense. It's it's so logical. In, in terms of the, the the clientele that you see, do you what what's the sort of their their background before they come to you? Have they tried Western medicine down various pathways and have failure? And then do you get still get a lot of resistance because obviously Chinese medicine isn't considered mainstream yet? Um, great question. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to me. I thought, right, I've got, I've got to go down this path. It's a, it's a very okay. It's a very specific question to me because okay. if you caught me on Instagram, you're normally following me because of my outfits, my rants, my swearing, and doing something weird. So my specific, and it's very rare that I open my books to new client. That's okay. the other thing. I probably open my books once a year, right? Um, and I have a very, I have a very special fan base. I call them the the, the Jean Crew, like. And the internet is a very strange, very strange world to live in sometimes. However, I digress. Uh, so my type of clientele is someone who's probably stalked me for about three to six months and have been too scared to come and see me because they know that I will hold them accountable or at least make them wear matching underwear and have a pedicure. Look at feet and undies all day long, just fucking match underwear, we will be fine. Right. If you put matching underwear on for yourself, you hold yourself different. Yep. And I'll get more excited than your partner. And if you're male and you come in and you're wearing days of the week and it's the wrong fucking day of the week... I will lose my mind. It's not that hard. <laughs> so, that's the first part. Okay. Um, I do have a <laughs> being alternative or being allied health. Mm. A lot of the time we tend to be at the bottom of the heap. We tend to be after they have tried everything else, unless a friend has referred them. Sure. The thing that is very unique in my industry, Zhong Center Wellbeing Hub, we are really integrative. Um, the thing that I love about Chinese medicine is when I trained, most of my, in China, to be a Chinese medicine doctor, you have to have an MD. So you have to be a GP prior to being able to add it. So all of my lecturers were either surgeons, MDs. Wow. We learned the complete and utter integration of medication, Western and surgery with Chinese medicine. Wow. So now when I see someone on antidepressants or if I see them on high cholesterol medication or if I see them on statins, that's fine. I'm like, that's not something separate to you anymore. I'm not looking at that for side effects. I'm like, okay, that's part of your picture. Mm. So the rash or the dryness that you're getting, that's part of the picture. If they're on a Recutane, okay, your thin skin and your redness and your inability to regulate sweat, that's not, that's not a side effect. That's just how you're living right now and let's treat it all. So we're not them versus us and all. And I fucking love that because I don't have to get on a bandwagon all the time. Yep. The other thing that's really different about my clinic is we are huge advocates for your best well-being. I would at least refer three to four times a week to gastroenterologists, cardiovascular, uh, other GPs for women. In, like we can do pathology and integration. Yep. And then if we see something that I can't actually work with or I see red flags, I will send you immediately to a really good GP or a really good gynecologist in order for us to work together, the amount of clients that have gone HRT now, we are right. never going to shift this way because there's no fucking way we're going to get where we need to get. Yep. No way. Mm-hmm. Let's get you on HRT, support you through that process. Lost 20 kilos in three months. Wow. Because we looked at the, the bloods. And, and I know my basket. Like, I could pretend we could take all these, you know, natural supplements thousands of dollars later. Why would we do that when you can go on Medicare, bog bill, yep. get a fucking pack, 
feel great, not want to rip the hair out of your partner, and actually enjoy sex again. Yay! Yes. Or fuck around for nine months and be like, oh, the chi isn't strong enough. What are we? Oh, we're just going to do some meditation. Fuck that. Get some get some drugs. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so that's some of my clientele. We're okay. ex- if you have a shit GP, I will refer you to a better one. Okay. If you have a specialist not listening to you, we refer you to one who will. We're very investigation orientated and we know where our bucket ends. So we do get lots of gastroenterologists referred to us. Um, we also get a few GPs referred to us. So the kind of my kind of clientele is someone that maybe has tried everything else and isn't there. Someone who's not really into woo. Okay. I call it woo. Yeah. Because we do, do a lot of obviously soul change is the is the rudimented term that I can make it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't light up in life, you, you're dead inside. Yep. So people who are maybe going through that phase, I had one client come a couple of weeks ago. She goes, I don't know, I just watched you on the internet and I don't know why I'm here, but I'm really loving that I am here. I don't even know what you're doing, but let's let's just keep it Intuition. going. And I was like, cool. <laughs> just let me just let me be in charge. Just let me stab you. Lie down. <laughs> um well my clientele is someone in their mid to early twenties. Okay. That need a little bit of guidance as to how to navigate the world. Right. So, you know, uh the patriarchism, how to actually ask for a raise, how to work uh the career ladder, start putting in super, um, giving them contacts for investing in stocks. Yep. Uh things things like that. That could also be another one, or they're they're coming off the pill and they don't really know what to do with themselves, or they're thinking about coming off the pill. Um yeah, so I, I get this real variance, and I'm kind of hoping I've answered your question as succinctly. It did, absolutely, yeah. Very yeah, very so- um well, for lack of a better term, holistic in terms of <laughs> the, the, the avenues you cover. Long, it. It? It's like saying yeah. juicy and authentic and journey. <laughs> oh, well, can, can I just can want I, to know that I've really avoided all those words in this talk. Oh, I know, I know you have. I know. I do apologize. It's probably something I use more often than I need to. Um, so, <laughs> in terms of Chinese medicine, then, because obviously the, the 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 average person will just assume it's to do with you know bottles and jars of herbs and stuff on the shelf, or a bit of acupuncture yeah. and and things like that. It seems like the the scope of it is so broad. Can you can you elaborate on other areas you may not have touched on? Just yeah. To, to pique our interest? Well, because I live it, right? Like even when I was on holiday, I was in Bali and I was still drinking hot tea. I was okay. in Bali and I was still eating a lot of rice with every meal. I was eating the local meals. I was eating the herbs that they were cooking with, yeah? like. Yep. And then when I was in the airport where there was air conditioning, uncovering my neck because we believe that wind and air conditioning can actually make you very sick. If you think about it, you're contracting your neck, you're contracting your shoulders, yes. you're therefore um, making your lungs tight and then your pores open up so you kind of sweat intermittently, which is how you get sick. Yeah, so every right. time it was out in the wind or if I got a sun or a surf, I was covering my neck and wearing layers. I was also protecting myself from the sun with just a gentle layer. Mm. If you look at the locals, they're always wearing long sleeves and protecting themselves from the sun. That's so right. I love getting... Uh, perspective of other people's Chinese medicine because I forget that I fucking live it. I forget that I might be a little bit left of center. Sure. Um, so with the jars and the herbs, so I explain to clients, Chinese medicine isn't just acupuncture and weird words. It's not just another theme of Harry Potter and we do magic with our wands and using <laughs> words and things. Although a few of us in the industry are fanatics and there's a lot of correlations and that's uh, a different. That's probably I reckon it would be. <laughs> But Chinese medicine encompasses lifestyle, movement, dietary, 
there's a component of psychology. You can never be too happy. I will knock you off your high horse. Yeah, too happy is unhealthy. You can never be too angry. You can never be too sad. Everything's in balance. It involves cupping. It involves gua sha, which is a scraping technique. And we do okay. glow sha, as we call it for the face to differentiate. Yep. Have pathology gua sha, which you would have seen to release um, anti-inflammatory in the body to recover from muscles or path- um, pathogens. It also incorpor- incorporates um, medical massage, which is tweener. Uh-huh. You quite often might see that also on babies and children. It encompasses uh, bleeding as an aspect. We do little droplets of blood for like skin conditions, for extreme anxiety. Uh, it's really good for psoriasis. It also incorporates liniments and smells. It also incorporates uh, your food, your movement, how you move, uh, thought processes. So it's it really is the entire thing as well mm-hmm. as herbs. And in my point particularly, because I deal with the worried well, and my main demographic is Westerners. Yep. Um, I don't get a lot of traditional Chinese uh, clientele. Okay. Um, I get what I call white people herbs because okay. I know that my clients won't go home and boil up the herbs or take the tea, the granules that you um, boil up with tea because it has a flavor. So I'm like, fuck this. The quickest way to get a result is to give you a tablet. Just knock them back like antibiotics mm-hmm. and go through the course get better. And again, even with our herbs and our dietary supplements, because I try to do as much through diet first. Okay. The amount of times they get vegan vegetarians with clear anemia symptoms. Like the other yep. thing is you can't lose weight if anemic. The body won't do it. It's just holding on because mm-hmm. it needs to it needs to be needs anything. So I'd be like, can you have bone broth? Can you go and have some ragu? Like I'm not saying go have a steak, go have a burger. Chill out, yogi, 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 yogi. I love making yogis. Have a glass of wine and eat a fucking burger. It will fix your life. You got to meditate better. It'll change your world. So for my clinic, especially, it's more food based and whatever will work. So Chinese medicine is literally so much, so much more than that. And it's about getting to bed on a certain time. It's about um, doing breath work because it helps your digestion. So um, it does encompass a wide 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 range of things and yeah think about that (laughs) absolutely um you mentioned your obviously the zhong center you you founded is that correct yeah um i'm so i thought you know it'd be really great let's uh start a real monster of a business and then what'd be even more better is in lockdown get uh kicked out of our (laughs) kicked out of our premise and uh just try and find a new place in lockdown and pop around and do pop-ups and then renovate in a lockdown it'd be real fun (laughs) don't have any hobbies that's an adventure (laughs) oh i don't even like sleep it's it's all right (laughs) (laughs) oh wow um yeah so in terms you, you mentioned that you don't really open your books up to new clients but you do have other practitioners on on staff that are i have available. i have other doctors that i've trained so yep. i um i train other practitioners i go around australia new zealand and internationally training other chinese medicine practitioners how to do the cosmetic or how okay. to do uh specific needling techniques mm-hmm. and so um i'm very specific with the doctors that are hire. Yep. If, if i won't let them touch me i won't let them touch you so we have about three chinese medicine doctors at any one time and the nurse is there so there are always we'll always find space for you in our beautiful clinic um right. we've got like fertility you can do fertility and your face at the same time mm-hmm. a lot of people going through ibf especially if they're really enjoying botox and fillers they can't have that whilst they're on that process because yes. Um, they won't even let you do egg collection if you've had Botox in the fortnight prior. So we are a great way of making you feel held and contained and lowering your cortisol 
but also keeping those fine lines at bay because priorities. Um, <laughs> so we have practitioners there. We've got practitioners there for if you're going through sexual transition. We have a lot of clients that may not resonate with the gender that they were born with. And mm-hmm. when you're changing hormones, that can have a lot of wobbling, as I like to refer to it, especially okay. when you're trying to navigate the world and navigate your internal hormones and, and corresponding yep. that. And we treat a lot of that. Um, a lot of back pain, a lot of back pain, yeah, a lot well. of... Um, a lot of perimenopause, menopause, period pain, um, and men's fertility as well. Chinese medicine's phenomenal at getting sperm count and virility up there. Ah, interesting. Yeah, wow. Well, if you think about it, Chinese history is they've only had the one child policy for how many years? That's right. So you want a very strong child straight off the bat. True. It's two to tango. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Personally, with Dr. Abby, yeah, you might be struggling to get an appointment, but we've got so many other doctors and I'll probably be around there with my dogs. Yeah, okay. Just to poke my head. Make sure everything's running smoothly. Um, yeah, I think people just like dogs more than me. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got two spaniels <laughs> that hang out at the clinic and they're like, where are the dogs? I'm like, you know that we're separate, yeah? Like, <laughs> it's an extension like, of yourself. Yeah, I'm like separate, separate. Um, in in your um, email back to me, you mentioned lifestyle hacks, and I wanted to sort of delve into this too. Yeah. You, you mentioned a few, but yeah, do you want to elaborate on that? Because I think there's probably some good value in this. Oh, totally. So um, clear cut, anybody, male or female, it doesn't matter. Yep. And if you're listening to this and you're like, "What the fuck?" Uh, send us a message on Instagram or send us an email, okay. and I can send you the information sheet. Um, foot baths save lives. Wow. That's my one can take on them. Okay. Every night doing a foot bath prior to bed mm-hmm. completely and utterly changes your sleep, your adrenals, and your nervous system. The reason why, mm. I don't know if you've come across this before or if you even advocate it to your clients, is from a Chinese medicine perspective, we say that you're bringing all the heat down from your head mm-hmm. down into your feet. We say okay. that if you have trouble sleeping, the aspect of your, the, the soul in Chinese medicine has got five aspects and the aspect is called the Shen when you fall asleep. Your Shen sits in your heart to have a sleep. Right. If your heart is too hot when it's time to fall asleep, the Shen can't, the Shen can't rest. And that's how you have an unsettled sleep. So you're bringing all the heat down and you're cooling the, the heart house for sleep. So right. then you rest adequately and your blood gets to refresh through your system. Yeah. But from a pathological, pathophysiological perspective, yep. when you vasodilate your feet, when they get hot and they and they vasodilate, that regulates up and down your spinal ephoral nerve nerves, mm-hmm. and it regulates your melatonin, it regulates your hormone, and it brings down your cortisol, and it starts to regulate your adrenaline. Western society, we are still on our fucking phones at eleven o'clock at night, yep. wondering why we can't just turn off. We've been at eleven or ten out of stress or pressure or burnout and we don't have a wind down anymore and uh-huh. we're expecting everything to turn off. So one, you've got the ritual, two, you've got the vasodilation. So as it occurs, and it's so fucking simple, like this is the part that I like because I don't fucking care, just hot water. You could put soap in it. You could put Epsom salts. You could use whatever essential oils you fucking care about. You could put tea in it or cut up onions for all I fucking care. It just needs to be hot. This okay. needs to be hot. A handspan above your ankle. Hold your feet in it. When you do it, Initially, you might get um, like a cold shiver. You'll yep. notice that your whole body gets a tingle of a shiver. Yep. And then that winds down. And it actually comes up from your feet, draws up to your chest and head, and then goes down. Then you get a warm flush that comes up and then comes down. And then you get like another equilibrium. It's different to having a full body bath. Yeah. A full body bath 
does not have the same effect because your organs are heating up and your body cannot regulate its temperature because it's entirely encompassed in hot water. The reason you relax is your blood pressure drops. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're going to go to bed and have a good sleep. Mm. It means that you're relaxed until it takes time for your blood pressure to regulate itself. And if you have issues there, that's going to be wobbly and you're actually going to wake up either sweaty or a little bit difficult to get around. So the foot bath, male, female, doesn't matter. It's also a way of actually having a wind-down routine. It only needs to be 15 minutes. Yep. Feed in, get rid of anything electronic, do a meditation, read a book, color in, um, write down good things that happened that day, evidence of evidence of support, evidence of the universe actually supporting you. Um, or sit there and twiddle your fucking thumbs. Not hard. No. Not the end of it. Oh, I don't I don't have a bucket. Use a fucking pot. Sit on the toilet, turn your feet into the bath and fill up the bath to your ankles. I don't care how you do it. When people were doing quarantine, we're like, get a plastic bag, put it in the rubbish bin and pop your feet in it. There you go. Like it's it's not complicated. It's no. not hard. It's not expensive. No. Um not at all. I really like not that. I'm gonna try that. Yeah, and I love to tell women especially that it's their partner's job to bring the bucket and take it away. Like okay, it's, fair it's a, a love server. Yep. Yeah, it's too heavy. You can't lift it. You're a woman. Your uterus sure. won't like it. Don't lift. Get them to do it. Because the idea is after you do the foot bath, you dry your feet, you put your socks on, and your feet aren't meant to touch the ground. Okay. It's a bit of a – it's very literal, but the idea behind it is then you're not rushing around doing more. Right. That's the last a lot thing of you do before you get into it's based on lifestyle, poetry, and philosophy. So it's not like put your socks on and then lie down. The whole idea is this is your wind down. It's not about – running around and doing the dishes and then just finishing one more thing and finishing one yep, more thing. Yep, the yep. thing I like about this is it's not going to intervene with any of the medication. Mm-hmm. It's not going to intervene with anything else that you might be taking. If you want to do all the things of Epsom salts and a fucking potion or spell, or you want to put your essential oils in it or whatever, you can do it at that time. It's not going to upset the apple cart or whatever you're doing. If you're menstruating, you can still do it irrespective of what your culture says. It's not a bath. Yeah, there's so it, it fits in with everything. But you just need to do it for maybe three weeks minimum and you'll be like, oh, changed my life. So when I have especially if you have anxiety. Yep. I mean you would see that a better sleep yep. means that you're able to cope better the next day. Hundred percent. Especially if you have insomnia, especially if you have a really fiery personality or fiery anxiety that tends to run your day. Yep. Um and you're on that belief system that there's not enough time. Oh yeah. Jeez, I hear that a lot. Time's not real. Yeah. Um, she says that thinking on it, but no, no, no. Um, but <sighs> it does change that. And I, for me, if uh, skin condition isn't changing or my medicine cut snake client isn't calming down, mm-hmm. I can tell for a fact that they haven't had football. I can yeah, always okay. tell. I mean, tongue pulse never lie. I'm like, it's cute that you ate dairy and you don't think I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got a Google review. I'm really sorry, Dr. Abby, that you were right about footballs. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> Changed your life. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I, have I love that. Hills that I stand on until I die. Yeah, pity, right. Pity, pity. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> I think I might wind it up on that note because that, that's an awesome <laughs> way to, to, to sort of. Yeah, that is, I love that. It's so <laughs> simple. So, so simple. Yeah, um, there's no need to overcomplicate it. And again, no, it's not. for your client, 
Well, your clients will be wanting to repair from all the workouts they've been doing. Yep. And again, like, like you explained there before, if you're if you've got no body fat, it will help regulate your temperature, so you're going to sleep better. Yeah, if you're trying to increase your metabolism, starting by regulating your melatonin, starting by regulating your adrenals, and your, if all those hormones are co- correlated, mm. you're just going to go again. <coughs> Excuse me. That's okay. Yeah, it's going to regulate all those things mm. which is going to help you achieve your goals like and it's not it's going to help your repair it's going to help your metabolism it's, you're going to be warmer everyone yeah, but it's warmer. so simple it's oh, so yeah. simple like you said 15 minutes not hard yeah, but you watch up like, oh, i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i'm not the one saying i'm not the one not sleeping good luck <laughs> <laughs> oh dr abby it's been it's been awesome how so if someone can, can you um assist with people that uh, aren't able to visit you face-to-face? Yes, okay. we do offer small amounts of telehealth. The, the reason being is um, a lot of people want cosmetic with me, so that's a little bit hard to do online. Sure, yep. We have courses online where you can learn the gua sha and the facial reading, so you can mm-hmm. go online and book the courses. Yep. I've got uh, confidence courses, hacking them through the Chinese medicine paradigm. Wow. Uh, once a quarter, I run Up Luxury Life, which is just me bullying you for 10 weeks to achieve a goal. <sighs> With the Chinese <laughs> so if you're not in Melbourne, I can just bully you to be better. Uh, I do make people, actually I make a lot of people cry, but it's for your own good. Uh, but say, we yeah. do do some telehealth. Yeah, we do do some telehealth if, okay. they're, if they're really wanting to work out their hormones and their lifestyle and, and that type of stuff. Yep. And the other thing I would recommend is as I travel around training, I normally do a pop-up clinic in any state that I go to. Uh, so cool. quite often that might be a way to, to have a, a meet me and see whom I would refer you to if I'm not appropriate. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Well, I'll put your website and um, contact information in the show notes. And people can obviously follow along on Instagram, uh, Dr. Abby Acupuncture and the oh, Zhong Centre. Zhong Centre. Yeah. C-H-O-N-G. Okay. That's <laughs> a nice and polite one. If you want nice and polite and pretty, it's Zhong Centre. Okay. If you want what the, what the shit show is going down, it's on the Dr. Abby one. <laughs> Watch both. You get both extremes in. <laughs> you get both. You get to see my dressing gown and me rant and lose my fucking shit. Oh, that's good. Oh, you can see the pretty Jong. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll finish on the personality question that I ask every guest, and that is who would you have over oh. to dinner? So whoever you would like to have for a meal, a good conversation, they could be alive or dead, male, female, fictional, non-fictional. I get some really cool answers to this one. So who would it be for you? I've got a few. Okay, go for it. Yeah, get more than one. Psycho Waikati, I'm absolutely obsessed with him at the moment. Okay. I'm down every wormhole finding. I love Kiwis taking over the world. I love that he's just eclectic and off the wall and unapologetic okay. and has transformed Marvel. Like, yeah. for the world of people, boy, he's always left of center. Mm. Like, and then I just discovered um, what we do in the shadows. And I didn't oh, think okay. I'd love it that yep, much. Yep, yep. Uh, Jerry Halliwell, because I'm secretly a drunk spice girl on the inside. I just think I'd love, I just am about that. Uh, I want to know more. Um, and I couldn't decide between Einstein right. or um, Joe Dispenza. Okay, yeah, Dr. Joe, yeah, righto. Yeah, just to yeah, be like, cool. and then what? And then what? And I want to see what he eats. Because, you know, he's all about neurobiology and this quality, yeah. that quality, and like, is that macrobiotic? <laughs> that would be fascinating. Like, that I was... just wanted to do this. 
I tell you what, if you have all four of those at the dinner table at once, that would be one hell of a conversation. And none of us speak German to Einstein. Yeah, I know. He'd just sit there and observe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're working away on his math. Oh, yeah. So that, wow. that would be my, my thing. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, Dr. Abby, thank you so much. It has been very insightful, and, and I must admit I've learned a fair bit too, so I, I really oh. do appreciate your time. It's been fascinating. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for getting me out of my pyjamas. Oh, no. Hey, look, anytime. Not a problem at all. And um, we will certainly stay in contact over uh, over socials. But, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put all your yeah. uh, contact information, websites and stuff up on the show notes. So if anyone is curious to know more, they can obviously follow. Thank you. And um, tag me when you do the footpath, I want to say. Oh, 100%. Don't tag me No. <laughs> but I will. I, I intend to. I, I am fascinated by that because I'm not the best of sleepers. Um, given the, the, yeah. the work I do, I've split shifts and stuff. So if it can improve my sleep, I will definitely give it a go. Uh, do you wear an aura ring? Yep. Guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go and track my it. sleep. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. All right. on. I'm already competitive and I don't have to do anything, but I'm competitive. Unreal. All right. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you. Well, that was fascinating, and I uh, have to thank Dr. Abby for giving up her time and uh, and being so open and transparent and just genuine in uh, in her approach. I love it. Really, really refreshing to hear. So if you'd like to learn more about, obviously, that uh, th- that side of things in terms of Chinese medicine or anything else the Zhong Center offers, um, I will put their contact information and website details in the show notes. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it across your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering and, of course, tag Dr. Abby. Her handle is Dr. Abby Acupuncture and, of, and of course, the Zhong Center as well, two separate handles. And if you are interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.